Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from Atlanta, the moment you wait for all week. Your chance to get informed, entertained, and occasionally outraged. Welcome to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you're looking for certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket Mortgage can. And I appreciate you being a part of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's been a a wild week for me. I'll tell you why. Coming up on the show. If you follow me on social media, you already know. But it has been a wild week. And it's a week where I've learned a lot about my business. Where it's strange. You think by, you think you've been in a business for a long, long time. You think you know about your business. You think you understand it. Uh, I didn't. I guess I didn't. Or I was naive. It's just crazy. It's a, uh, it's been a strange week. But we'll talk all about it here on the show this morning, and I appreciate you being a part of everything we've got going on here at the show. Obviously, an NFL Sunday. We're going to get into plenty of that. The baseball season coming down the stretch. All of it. But I begin this morning in the simple pleasures. And for me, there is a, a desire for routine that almost borders on, I would say, a psychosis. <laughs> and I am not a doctor, but I will play one on the radio right now. How much I appreciate routine and how much routine being disrupted that just freaks me out. And it's probably not normal. I know it's not normal because I know other people who can just roll with the punches on things where, oh, My routine's disrupted. I got this. It's fine. I'll be okay. Me, something as simple as my schedule being thrown off by you were going to do this at this time, and now you're going to do it two hours later. I'm so regimented, it like freaks me out. My whole day is like, well, now that throws my whole day off. And that's not the way to live, believe me, by the way. If if you're a younger person out there, and that is how you, <laughs> and that's how you find yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. Find a way to get out of that. Be more flexible. But when you're talking about simple pleasures for me, it's getting to Labor Day, getting to that Labor Day weekend, getting out of the extreme heat, 
in the South, where in Atlanta, the most beautiful, there, there, are, there are, there's beautiful weather here. Summer, the, like 10 weeks of our summer is not it. 95 degrees, sunny, hot, humid is not it for me. Other people thrive in it. I do not. Drives me crazy. But getting to Labor Day, feeling cooler weather. I drove into work this morning in Atlanta, and it's, it was 62 degrees. I looked down at the dashboard. It's 62 degrees, and I'm just like, okay, that's beautiful. And you feel the cool air. But for me, it's the routine. We go to church Saturday afternoon late. The routine of watching football on a Saturday afternoon is starting to slowly come back. And I don't want any disrespect meant to Oklahoma State yesterday. And I watched Oklahoma State Tulsa much more than I ever thought I would. I watched Georgia State play Louisiana. My buddy Wes Durham was doing the game and uh, he is absolutely fantastic. And I was listening to him doing a game, and I was at the gym and getting a good workout in, burning off some stress and some pounds. By the way, Anthony, just a little slight distraction. 51 days today, 20 pounds down. Congratulations. Good job. How about that? How about that? So 20 pounds down. So a little under, a little under what? uh, What does that come out to? I'm trying to figure out. Like three pounds a week. A little under three pounds a week. Just by a new routine. So it's been really, really good. So I'm feeling good. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm at the gym and I'm, I get my floor work in and then I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do some cardio. I spent an hour and five minutes doing stairs and cardio because I'm watching college football. And I realized how much that normalcy soothed my soul. I, I want, I, I noticed how much that normalcy of everything just made me feel incredibly peaceful because it was routine it was what I've gotten used to. It's what I've gotten excited for. And I can't wait. I mean, to me, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see today's NFL season go to week two. I know, and I just heard my boy Vince Quinn, who does such a spectacular job, and I'm so glad to have Vince back on the network, and it's been way damn too long during this corona pandemic. And I heard Vince talking about it, that there is – there's panic among people about going 0-2. There's storylines. Normalcy. A Sunday afternoon watching NFL football. Normalcy. I love it. I love it. It just, it just brings me to a place where I'm, I can go, okay, I'm calm. I'm relaxed. This is normal. Because nothing about 2020 has been normal. Nothing at all. And what is absolutely not normal is On a normal golf season, I'm watching the U.S. Open. And the U.S. Open, Father's Day weekend, is a huge thing to me. Father's Day is a huge thing to me. I I so appreciate being Olivia's dad. But watching watching a, a U.S. Open to me is so important, and it's something that I've always been such a part of and so interested in. And I've got to tell you, it's almost been a bit of an afterthought this week. And that's, like, really disappointing to me. And I realize we're just mopping up 2020 here. We've already had the tour championship for the year. We are mopping up 2020. 
We're going to have an October Masters, for God's sakes. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have a late fall Masters, excuse me, for, for goodness sake. And it, is, it's, it seems out of place. And I got to tell you, the U.S. Open is the first thing that I'm, that I'm missing. Because I, I find myself just saying, okay, it's football time. And then, oh, by the way, the U.S. Open's on, and it's not grabbing me in the same way that it does when it's on in June. And this has me wondering, are my priorities restacking as a fan? So this is a wandered way to tell you, are my priorities restacking? Because what I found is I've got baseball coming down the stretch stacked up against NBA basketball in the bubble. And I got to tell you, it's a dead heat. No pun intended to our friends in Miami. It's a dead heat. As far as to get my attention, the NBA, the NBA playoffs, especially when you get down to once you get past the first round, which I usually consider in the NBA playoffs to be garbage because they let too many teams in the postseason, too many teams. And there's not enough drama in it for me when they're playing seven game series and you've got teams that have won 25 more games than the other playing each other, 20 more games than the other playing each other. I think that's garbage. I think it's an unnecessary thing. I understand it's business, so I'm all about it. I get it. But what I'm wondering is, have your priorities, like mine, sort of been restacked? I mean, you've got everything on your plate this weekend. you got NFL football. You have college football yesterday. You've got NBA Friday, Saturday, now again on Sunday. You've got U.S. Open. U.S. Open usually to me is such a huge deal. And yes, I've had a wild week, and I'll tell you all about it. But I've had a wild week. But normally, the U.S. Open is something that I just can't even, I, I, I can't get enough of it. And I'm finding out that it's sort of falling by the wayside. Now, a lot of people would probably tell me, well, that's because of your leaderboard. And I think that truly determines to you whether you are a fan of the sport or whether you are a fan of personality. When Tiger Woods wets the bed, And it's horrible. It actually wounds my soul. (laughs) Because I can tell you before, as a kid who grew up in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, and played on fine tracks, you know, in in Old Masters, as they called it. And I think it's still there, Old Masters Golf Club. I think it's still there on Route 3 in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. I think it's still there. I, I don't drive down that stretch of road much anymore when I'm back home. But I think Old Masters is still there. That's where I learned to golf. I mean, that's where I played. There was a pitch and putt, like, right next door. And then Old Masters was right down the street next to Rafferty Subaru. And I love the Rafferty family. Good people. But I was like, that's where I learned to golf. I fell in love with the game. But I didn't get to play it much. When I was younger, I couldn't afford to play it much. And then Tiger Woods made me fall in love with it. And Tiger Woods made me fall in love with the sport of golf. Hands down. Everything about Tiger, I was about. Tiger was towards the top of a leaderboard. I'm there. Eyeballs on the TV. Always excited. And in his prime, I'm not sure there was anything better. Yes, Jordan, spectacular. Jordan was must-see TV. LeBron in his own way is uh, Kobe and Shaq and everything else, you know, fantastic. 
But Tiger drew me to that sport like no other. And no other will ever be Tiger. There will never be another Tiger. Not for me. But I hope there's one for the next generation. I hope there's one. Because I don't want to fall out of love with golf. I want to enjoy the college football in its time slot. I want to enjoy the NFL in its time. I don't want to be conflicted with the U.S. Open being on against it. I don't know how much of my eyeballs are going to go on the U.S. Open today, I'm being honest with you. And I don't have to work tomorrow. So I don't have to do a talk show tomorrow for the first time in, gosh, I don't know how long. So I know I don't have to work. So I have totally different priorities now. I don't have to do a show tomorrow. So my, my priorities are completely different. I can do what I want to do. And I don't want to fall out of love with golf. So we need this damn pandemic to be over. So next year, I can have the U.S. Open winding down right after the NBA's crowned a champion. Usually right around the same time, time frame. The NBA crowns their champion. And the U.S. Open usually even follows like the next day. And it's awesome. Awesome. I don't need the Stanley Cup going on this time of year. Because now that our, my Golden Knights and Anthony's New York Islanders are out, I mean, it is at that point, I, I, don't, need, I don't need hockey in, in August. I, I just don't in September. I don't. That's not what I want it. It's not what I'm looking for. And Anthony, my condolences to your Islanders. You should be really proud of them, though. It's your loss in the conference finals far more impressive than my team's loss in the conference finals because my team was supposed to win. I finally started feeling better yesterday. I mean, I was devastated Thursday night, just devastated. My heart sank. I was legit, like, full of rage and anger after games two and four that they lost, but... Thursday night, night, my heart yeah. just sank when I saw that goal go in and they started celebrating. I just, I did not want this run to come to an end. Right. I actually thought they had a legit shot to go all the way this year. And just, that was just, I, I was crushed. I'm still bothered by it, but not as much. I mean, it, it's it's been rough. That, was, that was a rough thing. loss. It was, it was terrible. And when the Knights went down the other night in overtime, it just made me, it just, it just broke my heart. A 2 nothing lead like three minutes into the third period and of, of game five. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get to a game six and then we'll, we'll stabilize it out. But I don't look, um, it was too hard last night. I couldn't like, you know, it's hard watching lightning and stars is hard, but it's right there in the mix too. Um, I got a buddy of mine, Travis works for the, uh, Tampa Bay lightning and I'm rooting like hell for him to get a, uh, little jewelry for his finger. I don't know anybody with Dallas. So I'm I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. Plus, I may be slightly bitter about the Dallas Stars, but good job on the uh, Stars last night. But there's so much on the plate right now. So I'm going to ask you today, and we'll talk about it, and you can share it with me on on Twitter, at John Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-D-E. And you can see I've changed up some of my Twitter stuff now that I am. uh, Anthony, if you pull up my Twitter profile, there is a sign in the area that I live uh, in the section of town that I live, there's this very famous sign that a lot of people have seen on social media. And it's funny because I've had people say to me on my social media, have said to me, where's that from? I've seen that sign. And they're from New York or they're from Texas and everything. And I'm like, it's in Dunwoody, Pennsylvania, uh, excuse me, Dunwoody, Georgia. 
And it's this giant sign that says everything will be okay. And I've placed that up as my new banner for temporarily because everything's going to be okay. And I also changed it to local radio free agent. So I'm thinking, do I, do, I, do I have a free agency press conference? Everybody, when they're going to free agency, has a press conference, right? I mean, do I, do we, do we throw something together here? And do I, do I do a radio, do I do my own press conference for my free agency? I mean, the athletes we cover do it all the time. I think, we, I think, I think maybe I'm going to have to do it coming up in the next hour of the show. I appreciate all of you. And um, we got so much we're going to talk about today. So much we're going to talk about. And my early returns on college football, eh, eh, it's just ugly. It's ugly. But I think it's about to get a lot better. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, sponsored by GEICO. Did you know right now GEICO's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what GEICO could already be saving you? What are you waiting for? Visit GEICO.com to learn more today. So it's been ugly, but there's prettiness lying below the surface. Welcome aboard. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Sports Sunday always starts here. This is the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you so much for joining us on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, all I can say is, all I can say is, I'm still standing. What about you? Anthony and I are both big babies. I figured that out. We're, we're babies, Anthony. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's be let's be transparent with the audience. I'm fine with that. Tony Pierno, my fine producer on Twitter. I hope you're following him on Twitter, and you can join in the conversation with us at 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we're both big babies because our teams lost in the conference finals of the uh, Stanley Cup, and neither one of us really wanted to pay much attention to game one of the finals at any interest at all. Too painful. No, it's too th- painful. Listen, I have good friends of mine, Islander fans, who were texting me after Thursday night's loss, and I completely blew them off. I finally started responding to people yesterday because I just did not want to talk about it with anybody. A right, couple, you don't want to talk about there it. There were a couple people that tried to approach me, talk about the game, and I just I totally blew them off. I just I could not do it. It's still a little difficult, but Thursday after the game, oh all day gosh. Friday. Finally, yesterday, I started feeling a little bit better about it, but I was just, I was miserable. Is there anything more crushing in sports, though, that your team's season loses in overtime? Sudden death overtime in the NHL is like no other. The clock just stops. That puck goes in the net. The clock stops. You're torn apart. Your heart's torn out. It's incredible. 855-212-4CBS. Before I get to college football, Dennis in New Hampshire wants to get in. Dennis, you're up very early with us here on the John Kincaid Show. How are you? Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. Hey, listen, I want, I want to thank you very much for bringing up Tiger Woods because my mother, God rest her soul, she passed a little over four years ago, but today would be her birthday, and she just absolutely adored Tiger Woods. Your mom's I mean, birthday, he, your mom's birthday would Tiger, be... I just, my mother uh-huh. absolutely loved him so much. So right, I just want to say thank you for right. bringing up Tiger Woods today. And, uh, mo- wait a minute, Dennis. That was like Dennis. the best birthday present you could ever give her. Dennis. To talk about her. 
about Tiger Woods on her birthday. Dennis, your your mom. So today was your mom's birthday. Yeah, would, she would have been eighty five today. She passed a little four years ago, and she just absolutely loved Tiger Woods. Well, I can tell you, you know who? Uh, it's very very strange, but my beautiful wife today is her birthday. Oh, See, wow. so happy birthday! A lot, to her. A, lot of, a lot of wonderful uh, women, obviously, born on this day. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate right, you, thank buddy. You. Thank you, buddy. My my wife is not the biggest Tiger Woods fan, but it is her birthday today. So Christina will uh, hopefully be as spoiled as possible. It's been a uh, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week in our house, and I'll share it. I'll share my thoughts with you on it uh, coming up in a few moments. I've got to tell you, college football's had two weeks to get my attention, and I don't know. I guess it's because maybe it's because of the fact that the major contending teams for a national championship haven't been on the field really yet. Oklahoma last week, yeah, but they didn't have a legitimate opponent or a legitimate competition. But then you get Clemson. And Clemson's now 2-0. and And Clemson boat races the Citadel. You'll hear about it coming up in the fallout next hour. And what I say with Clemson is, I'm not going to know any... Look, Clemson's awesome. I know that. But is there any true competition on Clemson's schedule that's going to make me say, yep, that team's battle-tested, ready to go? Or do I just have to say, well, they're Clemson? Because there's danger to that. The Clemson Tigers are not the Clemson Tigers of the last two years. There's a lot of new faces. A lot of new opportunity on that offensive line, too, to be exploited. I don't know if there's anybody on Clemson's schedule that is going to have a chance to exploit them. I mean, is Pitt going to give them a scare? Do I believe Virginia Tech's going to give them a scare? No, I don't. I just don't. Do I think Notre Dame going to Notre Dame? Sure, that could be, that could be interesting, dangerous. But I just need college football to return to normalcy by like name brands, name brands. And we get the Big Ten back eventually. So I'm very fascinated. And I love it when there are scientific breakthroughs. There's nothing better. There's nothing better as, as somebody, and too, as a cancer survivor. Let me tell you, I always love to hear about it. I've got it in my flip book. And I don't know if you have Flipboard uh, that, that carries, you know, brings stories to me. Like a, it's like a mining service called Flipboard. It's a free app if you wanted to use it. I'm not doing a commercial for them, but it's a free app and I use it all the time. And I put in keywords of topics that I'm interested in. Cancer research fascinates me because I'm hoping if I get it a third time that it doesn't take me out. So I'm always like, okay, have they, have they gotten the cure today? Let me check. But as I read through Flipboard, uh, it's, man, there's just, there's nothing there's, there's nothing to me as I'm, I'm trying to figure out, is there anything that has happened in science that caused the Big Ten to change course? Now, I shouldn't make fun of the Big Ten. They're trying. They're trying hard. But let's be honest. There's nothing new in science. There's no new science that caused the Big Ten to decide, yep, we're coming back. It's what I told you from the beginning. It wasn't about science at all. It wasn't about science at all. I don't know why they didn't want to play, but they didn't want to play. They had no interest in playing. And then all of a sudden it's, well, no, 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 no. We can play. Wait a minute. We can play. 
and we've got this, now we have this new testing that will allow us to play. For a proud conference, an absolutely proud conference, like the Big Ten, it's totally embarrassing. Okay, nobody is buying the dog ate your homework story. Nobody is buying the, okay, well, uh, there's some new science. And we, we met with our doctors, and our doctors believe now we've got the testing that makes it safe. BS.com. I mean, let, let's, let's, let's flip right through this. You're absolutely making fools of yourself. Everybody else knows the deal, but you don't want to admit it. Oh, no, we've had the doctors now tell us that, No. What we found out is the myocarditis story is absolutely a false flag. It's absolutely a false flag. It's not, it wasn't any, there was a new science here. Oh, well, now we have the testing. We have the testing. Guess what? The testing existed for the NHL, for the NBA, for Major League Baseball, for college football in other conferences, and the NFL. Making it out like something new happened to change things up is an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Just admit it. Big 10. And by the way, Pac-12, I'm not trying to be flippant, but nobody cares if you come back to the party. The dinner party was at 8, okay? Or let's say the dinner party was at 7 for guys my age who have to go to bed a little earlier. Let's say the dinner party's at 7. And there's going to be cocktails and everything, but we're probably trying to eat around eight. You hate that guest that arrives at like quarter to eight that misses the cocktail hour because you feel like you're rushing them through a little bit of cocktails before you sit down to eat. But you've got dinner timed. And when you go to serve dinner, the college football feast, you've got three of the five power conferences sitting at the table. So there's a bunch of empty seats. But let's be honest. The seat that's empty is... Really, the one we're talking about is Ohio State. So they're sitting at the big table. You know, we've got some of these other conferences and maybe in the Pac-12. They're at the kids' table in the other room on the folding table, which I used to have to sit at because I was one of the youngest cousins and I was the youngest kid in my family. I was always at the kids' table in the other room, the little folding card table that your grandma had with a rickety leg. Then every time you leaned down to cut your turkey, the whole table shook and maybe you spilled something. But I digress. Not a scar from my childhood or anything. The, the, the other three conferences are there. The Big Ten is going to show up for dinner while everybody else is already about to get served their entrees. They've already had salad. They've already made small talk. They've already had the dinner rolls. They're into the dinner rolls. And Big Ten, if you don't get any dinner rolls, that's on you. It's your fault. Pac-12 isn't even showing up. Pac-12 is, I guess, coming late with a bottle of wine saying I got held up on the expressway. Bad excuse. College football is just lacking to me right now. It's gonna, it's gonna, now, next week when the SEC's back, it'll seem different. When we do the fallout in the next hour of the show, it'll seem a l- You'll hear some brand names, but next week, next week, we start to get into it. And Big Ten, stop being fraudulent. You can't cover up for your, your error in judgment. You made a mistake. Admit the mistake and move on. The Big Ten thought when they announced conference schedules only, they saw that everybody else followed along. Then when the Big Ten said, okay, well, we're going to announce that we're not playing college football in the fall. We're canceling fall sports. Okay. The SEC said, oh, that's fine. 
you don't dictate to us. And the ACC said, no, we're good. Pac-12 said, I mean, uh, Big 12 said, yeah, yeah, we're going to follow those two. And three days later, we're going to follow those two. Uh Uh-huh. We're fine. And then eventually, eventually, you had to find out that the Big Ten had to swallow their pride and admit the science they were following might have been slanted in some other stuff. I don't want to speculate. You're open to join us at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. You can get on board here on the show. Uh, it is, it's, it's crazy. The glass is never half empty here because a glass can't be half empty. More insights like that coming your way on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Just remember that. There's things you're going to learn here. You're going to learn science here. The hell with the Big Ten. You're going to learn science here on the John Kincaid Show. Ain't nothing going to break my stride. Ain't nothing going to hold me. Slow me down. Oh, I've got to keep. Anthony, you're doing real well with the music this morning. Keep me up. All right, here is a, I've never told you in sports before, and by the way, I'll get to a little bit of the Heat and the uh, Celtics because Boston fans got to be feeling at least a little bit better this morning about their chances chances and what went down. But there is a five seed you do not want to be. And in sports, the five seed is usually the top wild card. You're probably thinking in the NFC, okay, in the NFC it's the top wild card. You don't want to be the five seed. When in all honesty, the five seed, if you go back and you look over NFL playoff times, the five seed wins a lot of the time. The worst division winner takes on the top wild card. In fact, it's I, I believe I've seen the number, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fudge a little bit, that it's forty to forty five percent of the time where the wild card team in the five seed in the NFL will have a high, a better record than the team in the four seed. So it's always a really, really good matchup. But that's not the one I'm talking about. We're only going into week two of the NFL. So I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is it's the five seed in the National League for the upcoming eight-team playoff extravaganza in each league that we're going to be treated to. We'll be talking about next Sunday, getting set up for it. Right now, the five seed in the National League is going to take on the San Diego Padres. And Anthony, if I was to tell you, it just a rank to me, you're a Met fan, so you know, you know the National League. You've watched a lot of National League baseball this year. We've both enjoyed it being back. But as a Met fan, if I say to you, rank the teams you wouldn't want to see in your way in the National League in the postseason. And we're going to assume the Dodgers are one. Absolutely. Excellent. Dodgers, Dodgers are definitely one. number one. Is there anybody that you'd not want to meet more than San Diego? San Diego's it, yeah. I would not want to meet the Padres right now. The Padres are locked in. They only need one more win, and they're going to guarantee themselves the four seed. They're going to guarantee themselves the four seed. And unless the Dodgers lost like every single game, they're locked in at the one and the four seeds. Dodgers are, the, Dodgers are going to clinch the one seed, by the way, I believe today. I think they're going to clinch it. So they're going to be sitting there in that top seed. So where you don't want to be is in the four seed where you got to play the Dodgers. Okay? But San Diego's there. 
How bad are the Dodgers liking this playoff format? Because the way that they set this thing up, this this eight team playoff, not only do teams that are thirty eight and fifteen, the Dodgers right now are thirty eight and fifteen. They're going to have to set themselves up for a best-of-three series, not at Dodger Stadium, but with no fans. When Mary Hart is just a cardboard cutout, that ain't the same. When Mary's three-dimensional, or we get Larry King there, three-dimensional. Look, when the suspenders are flat on cardboard, it ain't the same. There's no intimidation factor. Because you know when, when the other opposing pitcher's out there, Larry's like, all right, Minnesota, you're on. Call her. Long Island, you're up. He's distracting the pitcher. He gets in the pitcher's head, and the pitcher's like, whoa, wait a minute here. But Mary Hart, when she's, when she's not three-dimensional, there's no intimidation factor. When Mary's there three-dimensionally, very, very beautiful, and she's sitting there, the, the opposing pitcher's distracted. And right now, the pitchers are going into a bubble. So when they're see, that pitcher's going, wait a minute, I can't see my wife, and there's Mary Hart, but she's, only three, she's not three-dimensional. It's not the same. That four seed is where the, San Diego's going to get locked into the four seed within days, and the Dodgers are going to be locked, locked into the one seed. By Tuesday, I believe we're going to know Dodgers one, Padres four. Not only do you not want to be the five seed, who has to go to San Diego and play the Padres in a best of three, because they are appearing to be one of the best teams in baseball, but then... If the Padres advance, the Dodgers, if the Dodgers survive a Reds team, by the way, that's 26 and 27, a game under 500. Right now, a game, a team, a game under 500 is in the postseason. And the eighth seed in the American League is the Blue Jays, who are 500. So the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 35 and 18, have to get ready for Toronto, who's 500. A team that knows them very well, plays them in the division, will have played them 10 times. That sucks. That sucks for Toronto. I mean, that sucks for Tampa Bay. It's great for Toronto. I'll take my chances. Two out of three, no fans in the stands. Well, we are talking about Tampa Bay. So there are no fans in the stands usually. Uh, but, but Cincinnati gets a shot. They get to sit at the blackjack table with somebody else's money and say, well, we got a chance to knock off the Dodgers in a best of three. What if, what if the Dodgers lose the first game? The pressure becomes insurmountable. It's like, wait a minute here. This pressure's tough. And then you go, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Not only do you, lose, do you potentially lose that one, you're down 0-1, then the Dodgers know we got to win two in a row. Cincinnati's not chump pitching staff. It could get scary. But the Padres sitting there at the four seed, you don't want to play them in the best of three. And then the Padres will be sitting there unless one of the lower seeds advances. The Padres, if the Cubs and the Braves win their series, which I guarantee there's going to be upsets at some point, the Padres could be sitting there ready to face the Dodgers. And the two best teams in the National League would be playing off in the divisional round and not the National League Championship Series. That would stink, man. That would stink. 855-212-4CBS. Sabah in North Carolina joins us. Sabah, good morning. How are you? Well, first condolences about uh, your eagle losing to the Redskins. Yeah, no, they didn't lose to the Redskins. No, they lost to the football team. No, they didn't, John. It was the football team. You know what's great is they were saying the Eagles playing football team. Yes, 
dumb. I like the graphic. I'm like, why don't you just stupid. say Philadelphia? Why don't they just say Philadelphia playing Washington? Versus Washington. They say Washington versus Dallas all the time. They're just trying. Right. To they do that all the time. They're just trying why? to make a point. That's all. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Exactly. They're trying to establish that point. I got a couple other things. Okay. Um, you need to um, make your own show called Kicking It with Kincaid. Kicking and it. you sell it to a lo- bunch of local stations because we could use some around here. And well, then these local work. places could get rid of all their people that do nothing and, and just pay <laughs> you a fee to simulcast your radio station like would, um, guess what? Travis you, does and um, Colin you never know. That's what you need. You never know. I, it would be, that would be fantastic, and so, there, will be a lot of, there are a lot of things on the yeah. table and a lot of kind people. Kincaid, I'm giving you that name right now, so go ahead Kicking and trademark it with Kincaid. Okay, yeah. and I'll, all right, there'll be like a, a beer in it or something for you there if that happens. No, no, no. Well, no. I, 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 tea would be good. All right, that'd be good. I, I like tea. the uns, I'm drinking my unsweet right now. Here, I'm shaking it's it. Blender right and a there. bunch of lemons. Just uh, make it. That's like, me. That's me. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Hey, but, uh, Christine Brennan, can I just yes. make a quick comment about what she talked about? The Big Ten coming back is is equivalent to uh, the worst day ever. Kids yeah. and and sexual abuse of the uh, of the girls. So you mean guys being able to showcase their talent for free, okay, uh, which costs – I think Coca-Cola costs like a million dollars a minute. So mm-hmm. if you play half a game, an hour, that's like $100 million a week they're getting. So they can become generationally wealthy potentially. That's the equivalent of abuse of kids. Yeah, here's what the, the thing, though. What the heck am I hearing? Here's Sabah. Here's what I'll tell you about Christine Brennan. She was a guest on the show just last month, and, 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 I, and I'm a fan of Christine. I will tell you this in this one. I absolutely think she missed the boat because I didn't I don't think she thought this one out. You're talking oh. about Larry Nasser. Yeah, uh, you're talking about Sandusky. Jerry. You're talking about Jerry Sandusky from Penn State, not the fine broadcaster for the Ravens. And you're talking about some of some of the worst sexual abuse yeah. scandals that have ever happened in Horrible sports people. are yep. all in the Big Ten. The yep. Big Ten is like a it's like a horse. It's like a, a house of horrors, I should say, not a horse of right. horrors. A they house didn't of horrors. Seasons for that? No, they not at all. Going for that? That and, was okay. And okay. here's what Christine Brennan I don't think gets. And I got into this with my buddy Mike Hill the other night from Fox Sports, who I just adore like a brother. And I got into it with him on Twitter. They're comp- they're doing the same thing. They're like, yeah, nobody cares about these athletes, and and you're all celebrating the Big Ten being back. The and I'm like, they're suing to play. If I said they want they're suing right. to play. We have adults. Who, by the way, have already had their opportunities in life. We're talking about adults in their 40s, 50s, 60s that have already had their chance to make their choices in life and to pursue their dreams that are literally writing columns, going on the radio, going on TV, saying, no, 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 no. I know better. I know better than you do. You don't need to play. You shouldn't be playing. These people don't care about you. It's a bunch of garbage. It's it a is bunch garbage. of Did garbage. They see the, um, uh, I haven't seen much of it, but. Um... Uh, the Hard Knocks. I saw the last episode, and the Hawaiian guy—I I forget his name—he was a—he did not make the team, but he made the practice squad. Right on San Diego, and he, he was called his parents to tell them he made the practice squad. They literally cried on the little Zoom call because they were so proud that his dream came true to make the I, practice squad of NFL team. So, Do these so people that's... realize what these guys are looking? Well, it's their lottery. They don't understand. They're and, not and, being abused. It's their lottery. And Sabah, and I appreciate your call, and thank you so much for your kindness this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, that's a great idea. Anthony, what do you think? Kicking it with Kincaid? We, we, we take this and we sell it to stations all over the country? What do you think? May we, may we, may we do that? Are you leaving? You're, you're not leaving till you know it's in, in hard print, though. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, <laughs> I, I want to see something on paper. Okay, you want to see it? <laughs> 
You want to, you now now if that was to happen, do I have to <laughs> do I have to do I have to slide you a paper? Do I have to slide you a paper and say here's a number on and it? And then slide I'll slide you the paper right back. Will you really? I don't know. I, I don't know that. That's, <laughs> try again. Try again. Try again. Try again. Um, but what Sabah says is true, and I, and it's something that has aggravated me about this Big Ten story since the beginning. You you, and I'm going to say you people. You people who don't understand that the players want to play. They want to play. They're dying to play. The Big Ten players are not being forced back to work. In fact, every single player who is on a field in college football this year, for every one of you who is deciding to write your column, do your radio show, do your TV spot, and talk about how these college players are being abused, every single one of them that is on the field has an opportunity to say, I'm not playing. So you know who's scared of the virus? You are. Miss Columnist, Mr. Columnist, Mr. TV Talking Sports Head. Mr. Political Reporter for whatever newspaper you are. You're the people who are still scared of the virus. Other people have the right to not be scared. To say, wait a minute, I've surveyed the situation. I understand the risk. I understand the prospects that I could get the uh, coronavirus. I understand they're taking all of these protocols. Are these protocols enough for me? Are they keeping me safe? Okay, I'm willing to assume that risk. I'm going for it. At some point, you don't make the decision. You don't make the decision for young people. They're 18. Stop saying kids. You do not make the decision for them. They've got the opportunity to make this decision for themselves. And as we've seen, when people were telling us there were going to be body bags in the streets, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, early college football, the NFL's first week, it's success. It's the yes-we-can attitude that so many have been poo-pooing since March. All right, I've got a very special press conference coming up at the top of the hour. Plus, Matt Stafford says you can't do this. I say you can. We'll get to it next. Next hour of the John Kincaid Show comes your way on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.